SumaUp is next-gen body optimization from an actual doctor that's guaranteed to get you in the best shape of your life in 90 days. You'll be at peak levels for each of the fundamentals that drive your strength, energy, and even your longevity. It's a lifelong difference you'll see in the mirror, but also feel throughout your entire day. SumaUp puts more living in life. For full details on this transformative program designed for the demanding lives of today's highest achieving entrepreneurs and CEOs, visit www.startsuma.com. How individuals who were more hydrated had a much easier time with reducing body fat percentage. Today's topic for today's live stream is going to be on something that seems pretty basic, but for a lot of people, it's still a difficult thing to accomplish. And my purpose today is maybe to give some information as to why hydration and drinking water is so important. We all know, or we've all been told that drinking a gallon of water daily is really key. Why exactly is it so important to drink water? And this is a, a really key component of the Meaningful Life program, drinking at least a gallon of water, but why Why is it so important? And uh, the key thing is that a huge proportion of our body consists of water. 60% of your body is just purely water, right? And it has multiple functions throughout the body that are very, very important for optimal health. It carries nutrients, oxygen, waste from your cells and organs. It's really important in cooling, it's really important as a cushion for your joints, protects your tissues and organs from shock and damage. And it's a really key uh, indicator as a lubricant. What a lot of people don't recognize, and they will sometimes jump to like peptides or collagen, but just dehydration really can affect joint pain. So much so that, you know, regular hydration, drinking at least a gallon can cause some significant pain. It's like low back pain, shoulder pain, or knee pain. So that's the first thing you always want to do. The other thing that is really key to remember is that in terms of your metabolism, it's very important to maintain a healthy weight. Why is that important? Well, there's been a lot of uh, research as to why hydration can be associated with weight loss. And there's a good article here that kind of talks about that. So this review article basically looked at several different publications in recent history that looked at how individuals who were more hydrated had a much easier time with reducing body fat percentage. They strove to kind of find a unifying thesis as to why this uh, was the case. And it was really interesting. What they found was that hydrated adipocytes, so adipocytes are essentially the functional unit of adipose tissue, the functional cell, what they found is when adipocytes are, or adipocytes are hydrated, you're much more likely to have a healthy balance between triglyceride formation and breakdown. So that free fatty acids, which is a huge constituent of ATP production throughout the body, ATP being the energy molecule that's so important for us, there's a healthy balance between triglyceride formation and triglyceride breakdown. Also, when uh, adipocytes are hydrated, your insulin sensitivity is much, much higher. And the reasoning uh, seems to be because fat cells or adipocytes, they tend to release a hormone called adiponectin. 
And adiponectin is, we're finding it to be very, very important in improving insulin sensitivity. And then you guys might be wondering, why does that matter? When you have better insulin levels, when your insulin levels are more sensitive, you're much less likely to have glucose outside the cell rather than glucose into the cell, right? And so when glucose is able to transfer into cell, it can be uh, used to produce ATP, use collection storage versus staying outside the cell where it can cause all sorts of issues, uh, primarily leading to free radical production, inflammation, glycolysis of proteins, and atherosclerosis. So that's very, very important. This diagram kind of demonstrates that. So when you are hydrated, you can see glucose is traveling into the fat cell. It is producing triglycerides. There's a healthy balance between triglyceride formation and triglyceride breakdowns. So you get the fatty acids that come out and you get adiponectin release. And as you start to get more dehydrated, the balance seems to break down. So you tend to get much more triglyceride formation in your fat cell. And the problem with higher triglycerides in your fat cells is, well, they get bigger, right? Larger fat cells are not a good thing. And what this art, what this diagram does demonstrate is there are certain proteins in chemokines release that actually increase the amount of fat cells in here. So not only do you get larger fat cells, you get a larger amount of fat cells within the adipose tissue. And when you're chronically dehydrated, this whole process becomes much, much more pronounced, right? So instead of there being a healthy balance with triglyceride formation and, and breakdown, it's primarily triglyceride formation, your adiponectin levels drop, and you develop insulin resistance. So on the cellular level, from the fat cell perspective, it's really bad to stay chronically dehydrated. What happens to the cells in the periphery? Well, in terms of the cells in the periphery, a, another issue that's kind of similar happens as well. So in a normally hydrated cell, uh, you'll be able to have plenty of ATP production. Remember, ATP, again, is adenosine triphosphate, it's the energy molecule within the cell. It's very important for your cell to function appropriately. And it also is an indicator of good mitochondrial function, right? A good mitochondria means good ATP function. When you're normally hydrated, a large amount of that free fatty acids, amino acids, and glucose is able to get into the cell because your insulin levels are appropriate. And, and rather, your insulin, your body is, these cells are sensitive to insulin. They're able to allow uptake, right? One thing to note, and this might be, I don't want to get too much into the biochemistry, but when you think about metabolic pathways, that is pathways that produce energy, fatty acids produce way more ATP than glucose. Glucose typically produce about 30 or so ATP molecules, uh, one molecule of fatty, one fatty acid molecule can be broken down to over 100 ATP molecules. So ideally, it's important to maximize processes in which fatty acids can be utilized. Hydration is a key component of that. And as you can see, as you become more dehydrated, as you are, you become more insulin resistant unless smaller amounts of these um, items are able to enter the cell. Your cells can produce ATP in a much more inefficient process called gly glycolysis, which does involve oxygen. And it's it's okay. I mean, it's it's great. You can, you can provide some energy, but it's a far lower amount of ATP versus a situation where you have access to the fatty acids, amino acids, and glucose, right? And so as you start to become mildly dehydrated, 
dehydrated, well, your ATP production comes down. And then finally, as you become chronically dehydrated, and there is a significant amount of insulin resistance, the glucose-free fatty acid and amino acid introduction to the cell is significantly reduced. So as you can imagine, cellular function uh, decreases significantly. This is a really key issue, particularly in the brain, right? Because the brain, unlike the rest of the body in which they tend to, they can use fatty acids very readily, particularly the heart, for example, thrives on fatty acids as a source of um, energy and ACP production. The brain, neurons in particular, tend to use glucose. If you have insulin resistance, you're not going to be able to push those glucose molecules into your neurons and other associated cells like the microglia and all the dendrocytes within uh, your brain. And therefore, you're not going to function as well. And that actually can lead to the next topic where cognition can be affected. It stands to reason that it's really, really important to, to stay hydrated, to drink water, because on a cellular basis, it makes a big, big difference. Another thing to note is there have been several studies that looked at cognition. And here's a study that actually looked at a minor degree of hypohydration and how it affected cognition. Looked at a group of 100, 101 individuals in which they were um, placed in a state of mild dehydration. And what they found was that when there was a loss less than 1% of their body mass, it significantly affected their cognitive functioning. I recognize a lot of my patients staying uh, focused and clear and and uh, being able to concentrate fully is a very, very important part of their job and their activities of daily life. So staying hydrated should also be a very, very important component of life as well. So the reality is, you know, making this a priority, getting your water in is really, really key.